So welcome to the Quality of Mind Transforming Business podcast. This is where we explore the new game-changing understanding that can unlock new levels of performance, resourcefulness, and well-being in the workplace. Join us if you want to be part of the new breed of leaders in business. Join us if you're fed up with the conventional echo chamber. And join us if you want to be part of the new revolution in understanding how the mind works and recognize that we are more than just our psychology and that that can lead to better results. Hello and welcome to the Quality of Mind Transforming Business podcast series. And today's episode, lovely conversation lined up with someone who was actually on the show uh, a while ago, uh, Franz Renson, and we was, spoke about that particular topic, which is about how to be agile in organizational change. Now, Franz and I have got a different conversation lined up, which we'll tell you all about. But firstly, welcome back to the show, Franz. Well, thank you, Piers. Great to be here again. Well, Franz, so what we were going to talk about and see how this lands with you you and I do quite a lot of work with organizations, teams, individuals on helping them being what we would describe as a high quality of mind. Now, for regular listeners to the show, they know exactly what that means. Um, but for everyone else, we're going to tell you more about it. But a real area where people sometimes first find the benefits of quality of mind is when we're working with them in a meeting or a workshop right. and it helps them get way better results output uh, from their meetings and workshops. And that's the bit we wanted to focus on today to give listeners just a sense of what that might be. So how does that sound? Sounds brilliant to me. There's so much going on in that space, especially now also when we more face-to-face again after the pandemic. The, you know, when, when people really start to see what is what their capabilities are and what is possible when, when you fall out your, out of your conceptual reality. It's amazing. So a lovely topic to talk about. Brilliant. So, um, listeners, as usual, um, we're going to put the details for myself and friends at the end in the show notes. So you can always ask us more questions if we don't get time to talk about everything in detail today. Uh, but Franz, maybe do you want to start off by just giving us an example or two about how this works and some of the benefits now, I won't name the company you work for, but you work for a very large energy company um, <laughs> that has lots of people in it and has lots of meetings. So can you give us an example of um, how, how this turns up for people and what they find is really valuable about it? Yeah, of course. Um, I, can, I can go back to a couple of um, offsites I, uh, I did uh, one week ago and a couple of weeks ago. What they actually asked me to do is they have a multiple day offsite and they come together face to face because they want to uh, brainstorm. They want to have new ideas. They, they, uh, they are in an energy transition. Um, so they create the invites and then it's like, oh, so how are we going to do this? And then uh, they understood already that I'm doing kind of work where people sort of experience differently how they show up in, in, in these meetings. So they contact me and they say, well, what can you do for us? And um, so I explain a little bit, okay, you know, it, it, what happens with, with other uh, groups of people who were uh, experienced this and they, they're like, whoa, is it really possible to 
to show up differently, to uh, uh, fall out of your conceptual reality, to be open uh, after such a short short period. And I'd say, well, we can do that. Yeah, th that can be done. And it, it's available to us all, basically. And it's amazing what happens, what kind of energy is frees up, what, uh, what kind of realizations and insights people have during such a day. And that's the groundwork which is done done for the for the days coming after that. And I'm I'm not part of that because they they take with them what they have experienced they enrich themselves with, and then they just take it along. The curiosity stays. So am I right in hearing that what they get out of it from, from you doing the bit sort of upfront uh, before they get into their own business content is they're able then to produce uh, richer content quicker, newer ideas. They're able to listen better. They're able to think, let's use that overused phrase, outside the box more. Yeah. Um, they're more innovative. They're more um, inspired. Um, they're more collaborative. Is, is that some of the things that they, what, what would you yeah. hear them say is the benefit of this? Right, yeah. And, and also connection. So they feel the connection, the, the, the oneness in the room. Um, and this it's always aspired to to have that oneness. Eh? So uh, we all have the same idea, or uh, in the Netherlands we say all noses in the same direction. Uh, so that's that's what basically the aim is. But now it's achieved in a different way. It's not so much the leader saying, "Well, these these are my goals, and uh, it would be great if we we can catch on to this mission or whatever." No, they connect in a different way. They start to communicate in a different way. They they listen with curiosity, and from the language I use and you also use it, that the self dissolves in in the space basically, and uh, people connect from the wisdom which is available, um, and that's that's something which is experienced through uh, uh, being together and doing experiments with each other. And I think, uh, listeners, as you're listening here, just to give you more of a sense of this, th there's probably all times you've sat in meetings or workshops and you've got that feel or sense that something's come out of the room. It wasn't one person's idea that they tried to influence and persuade everyone else to have. Something came out that was fresh, new and really on point. And no one really knows where it came from. It like it came out of the room almost. <laughs> mm. Um and those are the workshops and the meetings that are often most powerful. So what we're saying in here is that we're increasing the chances quite dramatically of that happening, as opposed to it being a bunch of individuals all trying to persuade each other of their great ideas. There's, that oneness is like a sort of a magic that produces a secret source almost that allows this emergent dialogue and ideas to, to come through. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and most people have experienced that, haven't they, at some point in time? But what we're doing is saying that's not an accident, right? right? It's not. It's not luck whether that happens. What we're able to point people to do is to make that happen much more often. And right. That's, that's what I experience in these kind of workshops or the work we do is it happens every day to everybody, but people are just not aware that it happens. So uh, there, there are insights, there are realizations, uh, um, and at the other end, there is conceptual reality. There's this misunderstanding of, of creation of, of experience, but people experience the flow state or the, the, the creativity or the insights or the inspiration or the connection they do. Um, but it's never pointed out to them. It's always available. 
And, and then all of a sudden people start to see, whoa, wait a minute. The power of a realization is so enormous or the, the moment of insight or the, 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 the feeling of connection is, is so powerful. And uh, they start to see that it's how fast you can actually get to that point or that it's actually always available. And, and that's quite, uh, when, when that shows up in one of the exercises, it's always available. People want to know, how do I get there constantly? How does that work? Um, and that's always a great question to ask, of course. Well, well let, I imagine there's a few listeners now going, okay, this sounds good. What are you doing with them? What are you doing in that first morning? that helps this happen so obviously you can't recreate the whole thing right here for us now on a podcast but <laughs> give people a, a taste or a, or a, a gist if you can of what you're pointing to right so so what I, what i point to in 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 the workshops is there's more to to uh, uh to life than meets the eye basically so uh, that we we live in, an, in in a world where we create our realities in the moment or we it's created in the moment um, but when I say that in words, it becomes all conceptual. People start to think about it. They put it in their box. Do I believe it or how do I think about this kind of thing? So what I do with them is to run experiments to make them aware of, oh, how does my system really work? It's not about the content of what people think of why they think, so not the process of thinking. Why do they think what they think? It's, it's about a different understanding of the system which is available to us not just the body but the whole energy experience we have and i i don't even put that much words in it as i do right now we're just going to start with experiments and the first experiment would be just being aware of what is what is your thought and what is awareness and and how uh, what is what is your uh, experience of a self and can you actually view or notice your experience or your thoughts or a self can you can you distance the yourself from it people start to see that oh, that's really interesting i can actually i can just actually experience or see or notice what's going on and most people they're sort of merged into it and and they 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 sort of are in their thinking and they 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 sort of in that that creation of the concept and, and being the concept that all of a sudden people start to see, oh, oh, that's weird. So that's the first part, like, oh, we, we can actually, oh, there's, there's an space between it. And, and so, and then we can already start to see, okay, who are we really? But that's really deep to go already that fast. But, uh, um, and so the first experience is just, oh, wait a minute. Okay. All right. I can notice what's going on. All right. And how do I, uh, I interact with that noticing? And do I have a judgment about it? Do I have, uh, do I make meaning of it or can I be neutral about it? So, and then we run different workshops where the, the misunderstanding that there, there is an outside world, which is the causal power of our experience, uh, uh, is that actually going on or is there something else at play, which is the creation of that experience in the moment. So, and then, then people start to sort of start, oh, wait a minute. Okay. So. Little by little, they start to see, oh, never, nobody ever told me how my system works. And this is the first time I start to experience, not in theory, somebody's not telling me, but I, I'm starting to experience myself. 
it might be different than I always thought it was or I was told it was. So it's it's sort of playful experiencing. It might be a little bit different than we thought up to now. And it liberates people in the moment. And that's that's the, the first part that they, they start to see, the liberation of their psychology, basically, and start to say, okay, if this is actually going on constantly, what are the implications here for my everyday work or how we're going to run the workshop going forward? Mm. So in the end of the experiments, they come together and they they sort of join the dots like, oh, I experienced this and this and this. So how would I now communicate or how would I do this or how? So it's it's more like they're still, more, still in, in the how-tos, but they start to sort of see already, oh, wait a minute. I get tricked by the mind. All right, okay, let's let's be aware of it and let's do some neutral noticing when it shows up. Yeah, is it very fascinating? And I think for regular listeners, they'll start to spot when you were describing those exercises. That's that's it's like a what we would call a an inquiry via direct experience. And actually, we did a podcast uh, a while ago. We took someone through that for about forty five minutes. But what we're doing this is is people who have no pre-understanding of anything to do with uh the right. mind or non-duality etc and we're just it's a very ordinary questions that we're asking people to do thought experiments which anyone can do they're not what i would call conventional so they're ordinary but not conventional because we don't normally look in this direction do we because one of the questions that fascinates me is how come given how obvious it is once you see it <laughs> how come this is not the norm in every single organization or, or way of being why aren't we taught this at school um wh why is it taking us coming in from the sort of the what might look like the woo-woo side and it's not really because it's really down to earth but mm. i always get fascinated well why why aren't organizations doing more of this why doesn't everyone start here because of the benefits i mean wh what's your answer to that well, I think the the business, uh, uh, the evolution of business is is actually when you go back to the, the Taylorism, it's all about adhering to to what your boss is saying, basically, uh, to make it really, really direct and blunt. Uh, mm. So you you get into your organization, you know what your responsibilities are, and you have to report out to your boss how you're meeting your goals. So there's a lot of conceptual ideas going on in businesses. Once you step into an organization, uh, basically your, your independent thinking stops because you, you're going to be dependent on what's needed from you and how you act and interact. A lot of cultural stuff also going on. So I think step-by-step step organizations try to liberate themselves from it, but they're a little bit afraid to make the big leap. Yeah. So they go into psychology, they go into behavior, those kind of things to sort of try to change the way people think, but they don't really feel the liberation still to go deeper. What's actually behind it? It's, it, it's some organizations do and pockets within the organizations, uh, uh, they start to see it because we need something else nowadays to compete. Mm. And it's fast changing world. We need different resources, human resources, uh, 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 our capabilities to actually be able to stay 
in this competition. There's a lot of transitioning going on, but it's going so fast. You need to be able to come up with new ideas, uh, innovation uh, uh, so fast now. You can't do that in the uh, evolution we were in. There's something else. Needed. Right. Yes. And, and to treat us very linear, cause and effect, almost to treat us like a machine. Right. It, it is not going to match the pace of change that's needed. And I think what's amazing is to know that the human being is far more powerful than that. Right. I, you know, infinite resourcefulness and ideas and creativity and connect. That's all available, but you can't tap into it in the same way that you would have done if you're looking for very linear, tangible, structured process, psychological things. So right. we describe quality of mind as before psychology, because what we're pointing to is this is nothing to do with what you think. Better things will come out of what you think later in the meeting. But what we're focusing on in order to how to open up and release this amazing realizations and connection and new thinking right. is not about having ways of thinking differently or even ways of making the psychology work differently. It's before that. And, and right. that's what, what you're pointing to. So we, we have to point people to see something that they haven't really noticed. Right. Um, because society hasn't pointed them there and businesses are even amplified that by being very kind of structured and limited. So you've kind of got a societal misunderstanding about what we are. And then businesses kind of make that even worse by shackling people into a command and control structure, or if they want them to think more widely, they do that through psychology, which is always going to be moving the needle a little bit not yeah. in a transformative way. So so let's just get back to it at, at how it works practical way. So just to summarize, what we're saying is by pointing people to see something different about the nature of the mind and consciousness and thought in a fairly small period of time, we're able to be, help them have really quite dramatically different and better outcomes in their meetings and workshops. Right. All it takes <laughs> is a shift up front in, in making the soil fertile. And, and, and at one level, it's as simple as that, isn't it? It is, it is. Uh, to give an example, uh, w uh, when I do, do those workshops in the morning and then we have a lunch and afterwards, we often work with liberating structures. Liber liberating structures are methods to make a use of wisdom of the crowd. And if you do that liberating structures without the workshop up front, you get good ideas. Um, for sure, but when you really f fell out of the conceptual reality and you sort of, you don't feel this hierarchy in the room, uh, everybody f feels the oneness, there's less conceptual thinking. Once you start to do the, the, the liberating structures, it's amazing what comes out of it. How fast you solutionize big problems. Yeah. yeah. We, we go into an exercise where they ask or they do estimations or, or numbers to, um, to their problems. So the highest problem has the highest number, and that's going to be fixed today. Not just today, that's going to be fixed in half an hour. Mm -hmm. And this has been going on for, for months and months to solve, and we fix it in half an hour. Why? Because our people are so resourceful when they start to communicate with each other that the ideas just fly, fly around and all of a sudden they say, well, this is it, you know, we have to go with this. And then, and then action holders are very easy to get action holders also because everybody's so enthusiastic about it. But you can sense in the room the resourcefulness, the 
the power which is there, the realizations of how obvious sometimes the mm. solutions are. Mm. It's, not, it's not hard work at all. It's it's just obvious all of a sudden. It's a really good point that you make. So if you were to do a comparison, if you like, with doing liberating structures without doing what we're doing on quality of mind first and then doing it with, right? So liberating structures is a nice facilitation structure and technique, right? Yep. But it's about psychological strategies and ways to uh, think like this and think it's, it's a concept, right? Yep. And it's good. It's, it's better than not doing that. But what, what we're saying is that if you add this part in first, you significantly increase the fertility of that same conceptualization and structure. Yep. So it's... It, 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 I think it's a great example of saying if you do it with and without, yeah. the difference you get. Um, it, it's like I always think of a, of a metaphor with, with farming and, and you know putting seeds in the ground. If you put seeds in the ground, you will get some fertility, right? But if you really understand soil <laughs> and plow it and make it fertile, when you put those seeds in, wow, you'll get you'll get yeah. you'll get consistent plant growth. You won't need any fertilizer which is extra efforting, you know, it would just grow because you spent time understanding how soil works. Right. And, it, and it's like what we do with people without this understanding of quality of mind is we just chuck concepts at them to try and make their thinking better, whether that's, you know, facilitation techniques like liberating structures or design thinking. And yes, they are better than not doing that because it slightly sort of organizes people. But the real magic isn't in the structure of the facilitation. It's in the bit before around right. unlocking the human horsepower Right. of that magic um which we all are part of which right. may sound a little abstract to people but most people if you ask yourself honestly have you experienced a time when you've been in a conversation and meeting a workshop and something just really fresh and wonderful has come out of it most people will go well yes i have right and we're saying that's not fluke or luck that, no, no 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 that's really? that's that's the nature of what you are <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. you know yeah and, and also, at the end of such days, the energy is so high. I say that in the intake, you know, if if the end of the, of the day, you have less energy than we started, something went wrong. That's a, that's a great point. And, you know, I, I'm going to laugh at this, but <laughs> but the fact that you're working on renewable energy and, you know, in, in the world of form, and then here we are creating, because at the end of an eight-hour workshop, you should be tired in old school thinking. Right. I should be tired because I've done eight hours of talking and listening. No, no. If, if you, that shows you we're doing it too much psychological efforting. As you say, most people will finish the workshop going, wow, that was great. Yeah. I feel connect. I got a sense of connection. I feel energized. I mean, you know, there is an element of physicalness of yeah, um, whatever, of but, but the energy is flowing and it's, it's, you don't want the day to end sometimes. Yeah. So that's that's a good it's a very good rule of thumb, isn't it? That if you're if you're leaving a conversation or a meeting tired, uh, you're probably doing it wrong. Yeah, right. There's a lot of hard work going on, mm. which, which, which is manifested by burnout. I mean, um, I'm not sure how big it is in, in your sectors, France, but you know, in, in certain workplaces, burnout is a thing, and they they take it as oh, that's just what happens to people when they work hard. And it's interesting, isn't it? Because what you start to see people's behaviors in workshop and meetings change, right? So in sort of conventional way of thinking, unless you're talking, you're not adding value, right? That's generally, you know, I need to be the smartest person in the room. I need to have lots and lots of ideas. I need to be talking, talking, talking. 
And then when you start to understand what we're pointing to about the mind, you realize there's actually a value in something as simple as what I would describe as holding space, Mm. just being present to the room, to the people. You don't be having to be opening your mouth and speaking. You, You are, because this is to do with the, the, the way consciousness works and the energy that that if pe- to get that oneness of magic, your role in the room can be to hold space, mm. which is a complete like people think, what? What do you mean? My value is in just not saying anything. We're not saying be in the room, be completely distracted on your laptop and not say anything. Not that kind of <laughs> mm-hmm. not saying anything. It's being really in the conversation, in the moment with the other people and you don't have to say anything, and you're still adding value. Mm. Does, that, does that make sense in the way I've described that? Absolutely. Yeah, you can you can sense that uh, in the in the workshops also. You know, the, the, uh, we we prep them f- before they go to the workshop, so they they have very low expectation. They will have expectations, but very low expectations. When when they see me for the first time starting the workshop, they have a lot of thoughts about me conceptually and everything. But you can feel after like the first exercise, people just fall out of, out of that, that self-awareness mm. and, and, and they don't have to say anything. Their presence is, is indeed filling up the room. You can feel the, uh, they're receptive for for insights, they they're curious, genuinely curious about what somebody is saying, not with the urge to tell what they are experiencing, but just generally being curious. They don't even have to ask a question. People just open up to you, to to the wisdom which shows up, and you can. You, it's so lovely when that happens in in, in the room. It happens really fast where people sort of start to open up. Oh, I'm really curious. I, I want to. I don't. I just have to say, shall we do our next experiment? Yes, let's let's go. Let's go. You know, the yeah. enthusiasm starts. People don't 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 feel that they can be hurt anymore, or or they can be scarred, or or they they can be. It's it just doesn't occur to them anymore that they could be vulnerable. And 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 to put a modern wrapper on that, yeah, it's what psychological safety is trying to point to, yeah. right? But actually, it's a super it's a supercharged version of that because yeah. people can just be in the room with no title or i i'm this or i'm that i'm a boss i'm not or they don't need to prove themselves with unnecessary waffle right uh, i say waffle with with kindness but but you know so the conversation becomes more succinct mm. you get that lovely less is more so you may have less things being said but the things that are being said are really powerful like and then you then there's more respect for silence yeah and you know that progress isn't always linear. Um, and, and I quite like it in these workshops. Sometimes when they get into the content, they may be getting, look like they're getting absolutely nowhere. Yeah. Right. And then pop yeah. some non-linear kind of uh, <laughs> something. But I, I love that. In, yeah. In, almost in every group, yeah. there are one or two people, they're really skeptic, very analytic, very skeptical about this. And they sort of make small remarks, maybe in the beginning, like, well, mm-hmm. well, well, is this for the workplace or whatever they can say, you know what? And during the workshop, you see the change happening 
and you sort of they so, sort of start to wonder about oh, oh wait a minute especially when when we come to the flow part where uh, uh yeah the intellect of, of, of uh, the analytic intellect or of the other people sort of takes them out of the flow state and they start to see that's actually happening it's not about constantly work 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 and then you get your work done all of a sudden they start to see oh there's more at play here and I love it when when these people pop, they wake up to it, and and they, how they describe what they saw that day, and how significant that is for them. You should see the look of the other people in the room, like, "Whoa, is that you talking?" Mm, right, and and that as you're saying that, that might be uh, inoculating. Uh, let's say we've got a leader listening now who's going well i quite like this but i'd be worried about what my colleagues or peers might think Mm. they're going to think this is not relevant and what you've really nicely described there franz is how some of those people who are a little more skeptical or even cynical to start with even them (laughs) can see something and when they do that's priceless because they're not only going to hopefully see it just for this workshop right but for the next workshop and the next workshop Right. And it's it's like opening up a whole new room that you didn't know existed for them. Right. And they're like, wow. So just and, and someone can go from being kind of skeptical to not skeptical really quite fast, as you say. It's a pop. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Now right. they won't always know what happened. They won't be able to describe it necessarily. Yeah. But yeah, and, and and that and then you get the group, then that helps the group. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. Uh, and then, and and I think as well as people popping to use that language, the content does that. It it sort of seems to, you know, when you've got a big ball of string and it's all messy up and you and you don't know which end is that, and you're like, oh, how are we going to pull all this part? It just sort of, if that imagine that's a conversation in this metaphor, it just sort of self unravels and it's just like, and it comes and what people get to see is right to the nub of the thing they're solutionizing. They can just sort of see through the noise and they can go. Oh, it's that's the bit we need to be looking at, mm, right. and then the conversation just goes where it needs to go, and all the superfluous stuff, all right. the unnecessary red herrings, just dissolve. Right, uh, and people are like, well, why didn't we see this before? You know, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah what was also interesting. Oh, and sometimes I indeed start to talk about the conceptual mind and the impersonal mind, and uh, and. And then people start to think that, oh, so the conceptual mind is no good. Well, no, that's not what it is. Uh, there's a lot of uh, uh, value in what we conceptually know. Uh, I know how to open a door or to write with a pen or to know what time it is. You know, it's, it's all there and it's very useful in my, my everyday life. So the objective skills, experiences, and knowledge I have is very valuable and I can use that to my advantage. And uh, there's, there's more the, the, subjective part of which is judging and which uh, sort of is it's sort of connected for those people and they start to disconnect it oh they see that oh no no no, this is very very useful the part of of the conceptual but whatever comes through me which is judging or making meaning of stuff well that's that's not really useful that that doesn't really help and it's not to judge that that experience but more to notice that it's there so it's not thinking is not the bad guy or uh, conceptual mind is not the bad guy 
it's just using it wisely from a deeper understanding is 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 so powerful. Yes, I, you're absolutely right because you you're not going to solve solutionizer energy crisis without having conceptual thought. Of, of course, right. you're going to need that, and you're going to need yeah. experts in the room that know that. But I suppose it's a bit like metaphor of panning for gold. You know, you've got all this muck and dirt, and there's the gold in there, uh, which is the nuggets of ideas. And what this process does is it just really quickly filters out all the <laughs> muck and the dirt, and you're left with the gold, right? right? Yeah. Um, rather than being caught up in the mud, not seeing the gold, right? Um, and the gold being, you know, the wisdom of the conceptual mind in how to go forward. So I, I think, you know, that's where you get the less is more. That's where you get the real power of it. Um, and it's not villainizing thinking or you know it's just having a very different relationship to it and being able to tune out the stuff that's all about the self and yeah. all the all that all those things and just get right to it um so okay so let, let let's try and do a little succinct recap for people so mm. what what i think what what we are pointing to here is that if you're a leader or a manager or a project manager or a program manager and you know that you have some outcomes to get to and you've got a bunch of well-experienced, super smart people and you're like, well, how do I get the best out of them to work collectively as a group? We're pointing to something that really is quite simple to do that amplifies their ability to get to really innovative, aligned, connected, collaborative outcomes and solutions in a faster way than you can imagine. And even with ideas that you probably didn't even think of. So that it goes, it not only goes to their own potential, it goes past potential. Mm. And the way we're saying we do that is not by some clever um, model or structure or facilitation technique or something like that. We're, pointing them to see something that anyone can see that's ordinary but not conventional but it's hiding in plain sight about the nature of the mind thought and consciousness that when people have an experience of and this is the key thing why you can't just read it in a book well you could if you really played along but but you need to experience it and when you experience it you start to see and feel and sense it for yourself right and then the magic happens. Absolutely. And yeah, that's what you get just in the last couple of weeks. You've had lovely feedback. I know you've told me about what people have said. I mean, can you, without being too specific, can you sort of share some of the things that people would say as a result of doing this and how surprised they are? Yeah. No, it's, it's words like, this is amazing. Is, is this always available to us? Uh, how How can we stay in this space uh, uh it's uh liberation um all those kind of words you know feeling really deeply connected uh, when, when i when i uh, after a couple of days you said well the the space we kept the space it was so lovely to be with each other and you know, also a, a general feeling of of um deep connection and resourcefulness with each other uh, and, and falling out of the organizational structure if you will mm. they, they feel all they're all peers they're 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 in when people just understand their roles and responsibilities and start to live up to it you know mm. don't 
and identify yourself anymore with the role you have in the or the position you have in the organization, but just come from yeah whatever comes through you and uh, what you think in that moment is the most uh, important thing to share and people experience that and they give feedback on that and they feel they feel liberated it we, probably doesn't feel like being at work no not at all <laughs> <laughs> no, i'm not saying work's bad but you know for some people there's a there's a sort of there's a there's a coat they put on when they go to work there's a level of extra thinking they put on when they go to work yeah and one of the insights and now you now you mentioned it um, which I get a lot. I, I do the, uh, the flow exercise to make mm. people aware uh, the, uh, with quality of mind. Uh, we also do uh, the flow uh, exercise to make people aware of what qualities are there. How do you feel when you're in flow? And so they get also insights about flow and, and just get, take time, be in nature sometimes to, to sort of recalibrate and start to see deeper what's actually going on and, and see from what kind of place can you also come to to start to work in a different way. Yeah. See it. I, th I think it's because we've been so innocently, invisibly conditioned to attribute a feeling or, or a state of resourcefulness to a physical thing, like a location. Right. Right. So, oh, it would be better if we do it off site. Now there's nothing a difference between the office meeting room and off site, apart from maybe this, I don't know, nicer, nicer chairs or something, but, but that doesn't make the difference. The difference is the, what people do with their thinking right. and their relationship to it. It's not even what they do with it. It's that it's that they're seeing of it. So, and then we sort of point that out to people and then they're like, Oh, okay. So then they start to see that, that there's a psychological freedom that you're yeah. not bound to think certain things because you're in project X or project Y or work stream this or in the office. No, you can have this anywhere. So yes, they get so benefit one, they get a lovely workshop where they get some really emergent thinking and great solutions benefit two they start to go this could happen anywhere right. right and then benefit three wow they get to see this could happen in all aspects of life and work so right. this could happen when i'm parenting or when i'm talking to my other half or when i'm um doing my hobby or singing or dancing or so you i mean the benefits aren't i mean we focus them on for just for that one workshop but yeah. wow when the ripples start to go you're getting a whole load more than just a better workshop. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah. Anything yeah. just to uh, sort of uh, to wrap it up or, or final things you want to say, Franz, on this topic that you think listeners might be curious about or anything else just to say? What would be that? Well, I, I'm generally very happy that in, in large organizations uh, I work with, you work with, that the interest starts to shift in this way that uh it's not about the cognitive it's not it's not about uh behavior uh, change in those countries yes it is but the changes at another level and they start really start to see it um i was in a process where uh for a uh, large consultancy uh, department uh, of the organization they were thinking about doing something with uh, mindfulness and which is really interesting um but why are you doing mindfulness mm. what what is what are you solving here and they really start to see well indeed we need to go upstream if you will to have a deep understanding what's the causal power the true causal power of our experience which we want to cope with with things like mindfulness or uh, whatever coping mechanism you want to find there and maybe psychology or 
positive thinking, whatever, they start to see, well, we need to go upstream to really, really change it from the root instead of trying to solve it from downstream. And so I'm very happy that this is a conversation we can have in organizations and they start to see the benefits. And from there, the change will be exponential. So I'm, I'm very happy that we can do this work and, and it really catches on in organizations. So what would, if someone said, okay, I want to know more. I'm, I, you've got me. I've been listening to the last 20 minutes. I'm interested. What would you suggest? Well, when your curiosity is aroused, you know, uh, um, make contact, <laughs> start the conversation and, and, and start the conversation with an open mind. Yeah. The curiosity is already there, but, but, you know, uh, um, start the conversation, uh, and, uh, uh, you will be amazed how, um, what kind of impact comes from this, what yeah. it does for your organization, what it does for your life, basically, not just for your organization, for the people who are in it. It's, it's amazing. And I would say to people, you know, I always say this, re resist judging it until you've actually experienced it. Right. Because otherwise it's just another concept and a nice idea, which you may go, oh, no, that wouldn't work with us. Or, no, no. Actually experience it. it. It'd be like sort of saying, I don't like this food without ever tasting it. I mean, you, mm. oh, that doesn't sound nice. Well, you haven't tasted it. So right. you, you <laughs> this is a hard thing to explain in words, because as you say, um, you have to experience it and sense yeah. it and feel it but most of us have been there yeah. right? this is not a new thing this is just bringing something that's ordinary into the everyday at a more consistent accessible um way and it's not dependent on being in the right time or place or whatever it is no, so no, no. Uh, listeners as always we'd say reach out if you're curious and we can help you understand how to experience it um, and if the more of the podcasts and videos you listen to, you'll probably start to see the golden thread running through it. Um, and we've also got a podcast that actually takes through one of the exercises that Franz does, uh, or, or similar one, and you can have a little go play along at home. So, um, Franz, I want to thank you for your time and coming on and sharing this because I think it's absolute gold dust. Right? Mm. So, um, even if one person from listening to this is like, oh, curious, then it's worth our time. Yeah. Thank you for having me. It's it's great uh, talking to you always. And uh, I love the work we do. So uh, Me too. Yeah. Back at you. So listeners, have fun being curious and catch you next time. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast and want to know more, check out our website at qualityofmind.biz. And also feel free to reach out and leave us a review or a comment. Until next time, have fun being curious.